Alright man, you're ready to go. Welcome to Race Time Radio. You'll hear from the best in Canadian U.S. racing this week. Grab a cold one and stick around. Alright, uh, you're good. They've got a car in the wall. The starter tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Chisholm. And good evening, one and all, live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, flying solo tonight. Junior did the big move today. He moved from uh, Owen Sound here to Hanover, gets a little bit closer to two-speed. Of course, his place of employment day-to-day, and uh, he's not with us tonight. He's getting things all set up at his new joint and, of course, watching the Snowball Derby, as I can well imagine many of you are uh, right now. What a weekend uh, for uh, Five Flags Speedway, the 56th annual Snowball Derby. And, of course, the Ellen Turner 100 was supposed to go yesterday. It didn't. Uh, rain came down, and uh, it, it's consequently pushed the 100 into tomorrow. So Monday, if you're uh, watching this on delay... Uh, I was talking about Monday, uh, but uh, there's going to be a whale of a race. We've got a lot of Canadian content in this uh, Snowball Derby weekend. Of course, today, Trayton Lapsovich driving the number 32, and uh, he's in the Derby along with uh, Cole Butcher. Neither one of them had to run the last chance qualifier. It was close for Cole Butcher, uh, but he didn't have to. Uh, he got in on time, and uh, he, he's in the Snowball Derby. We'll give you an update as we move forward through the program, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. What a stacked lineup. Uh, it, it worked out kind of good, actually. Yesterday, uh, race fans were able to take in uh, the Las Vegas Bullring. Of course, it was the open wheel showdown, uh, the inaugural. What an event. Uh, Jim Trado, Ralph Shaheen, uh, Tony Stevens. And we even seen Cole Sorensen in this one. He got an interview in. Uh, they had the action on Speed Sport and Pit Row TV. Uh, dynamite event. Uh, it was a little chilly out there in the desert. So yeah, what, the grandstand was not packed. But I can tell you the pits were. And I can well imagine uh, this, this is a Bobby Hamilton Jr. Uh, event that he put together. Uh, it is uh, really going to take flight. Uh, we had six Canadians go down to participate, and uh, man, we 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 struck pay dirt. Uh, victory lane for the 14 sprint car. Uh, Aaron Willison, he is going to join us tonight. Uh, he comes away with 50 grand. How about that for a payday? A hundred lap race. Uh, it was a dynamite show. Uh, we're we're going to get into all that, but uh, Aaron is going to join us right off the hop. Then the Super Modifieds were also out there on track. And how about BC's own Jim White, Jason White's brother, Jim? Uh, he was there with his Super Modified, the number five machine, uh, led a bunch of laps, uh, started the race in seventh, led a bunch of laps, and uh, he, he slid back a little bit and ended up coming home with the second place finish. So Jim White is going to join the show tonight. We'll also check in with Kyle Steckley. Of course, he's at Pensacola, Florida, getting prepared for tomorrow's Alan Turner 100. Uh, he was quickest 
in final practice for those uh, pro-late model cars. Kyle Steckley is going to join us. Rick Spencer-Walt is going to stop by. How about this? He's getting a sprint car. He's going to do some uh, pro-late model racing next year, and he's going to be in a great sprint car at the Big O. Very excited is what he is. Rick Spencer-Walt is going to join the show. And then to round out the night, how about this? The Muscle Car MacGyver out there in B.C., if you watch Russ Brothers, uh, Russ Brothers Restoration, you'll know Avery Schof. He is, uh, of course, Mike Hall's uh, sidekick, best friend. Uh, Avery is going to join the show tonight. Looking forward to that. So that we'll talk about an action-packed two hours, what we got coming at you uh, tonight. But what do you say we get our first guest up here? Man, what a job he did last night in that 14 orange machine. Uh, Aaron Willison joins us. What's going on, Aaron? How are you doing? Have you come down off cloud nine yet? I'm well. How are you guys doing today? Thanks for having me part of the show. Oh, man, what a job you did out in Vegas. Uh, that's got to be uh, one of those racetracks that's got to rank right up there. For a first-time guy going there, uh, for, to come away with the success you did, that's got to rank right up there on one of your favorites, probably. Oh, yeah, by far um, a career-high moment for me and our team. Uh, the Triax Group, Rendell Brothers Racing Team, worked really hard all weekend, and we had a an absolute blast out there at the Bullring, and it was fun to run a new speedway we'd never been to before. Aaron, watching the race, uh, I, I got all of it in. Uh, watched your heat race. No one was going to touch you there. Uh, get into the dash, and, man, that 14 car was hooked up. There was a couple of guys got to your bumper, but they weren't. Uh, there was no way anybody was going to get by you. You are the restart king in a sprint car, I'll tell you that. I've seen a lot of sprint car races you did a masterful job on every single restart the whole weekend long. Uh, it must must have felt great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's something I pride myself a lot on is uh, getting clean, accurate restarts. These cars are they're quite difficult and challenging to get them to take off and get down the front straightaway cleanly. We're dealing with a lot of horsepower, and uh, there's a bit of an art to getting them to take off, and it's something I've worked on an awful lot because it's a very important part of wing sprint car racing and getting yourself into clean air and track position is incredibly important with these race cars. So you can control the pace of the race and you can save your tires not having to work in somebody else's dirty air. So that stuff is incredibly important for what we're doing. Aaron, I've never met you. I've actually never seen anything about you until this weekend. And I'll tell you what, uh, I believe I read something somewhere. I don't know whether it was you that put it out or someone on the team. Uh, BC was recognized this weekend, and it, it, absolutely, the, all the guys from BC put in a great effort. But uh, what's your phone been like today? Has it been uh, r- ringing up or what? Yeah, I'm just starting to start uh, starting to sift through all the messages and comments right now. I've got you know 50 unread text messages, 100 unread media uh, messenger messages, and but um, the northwest uh, the northwest corner of the of North America and BC in general has a really vibrant pavement sprint car community and some of the best racers and the best race cars come out of the, come out of BC. And a lot of that is to do with Western Speedway. Unfortunately, we lost that at the end of last year, but that track bred the best racers and the best race cars. And I, I feel like 
British Columbia and North and the Northwest racing community never quite gets the recognition it deserves because we put a lot of effort in and we had uh, seven cars come down from BC. Four of them made it in um, four or five of them made it into the A main. Um, me and Jeff Montgomery starting side by side on the front row. We're looking at each other kind of chuckling going, well, it's just another Saturday night show at Western Speedway, isn't it, Jeff? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we had half the province there. It felt like we, we had, uh, easily a few hundred people travel down from British Columbia to support us all this weekend. So it was absolutely fantastic. Amazing. How long have you been in a sprint car? Cause man, you look like a crafty veteran out there and you've been there, done that. How long have you been behind the wheel of a sprint car? I got in a sprint car. Me and my wife bought a car in uh, 2015 and started to try and chase the uh, NSRA tour that travels throughout the Pacific Northwest. So we did that um, in 2015, did a few races, kind of got our feet in the water. 2016, we ran a partial schedule before we lost an engine and that parked us for the year. And uh, 2017, uh, we put a full season together, won our first championship. Man, uh, uh, awesome. Awesome to say the least. It's, uh, it, you got to be in the zone that you really want to be in. Or are you looking and setting the bar up? You want to, you know, get out and do more uh, sprint car races? Do you want to make a living doing it? Well, right now I'm I'm just a working Joe. I got a day job. Um, we're going to hang out an extra couple days here in Vegas. We're at the Oasis RV Park right now and we're going to stay here for a couple of days and then head home, but I got to get back to work and keep paying the bills and feeding the family. As far as a day job driving race cars, that's just not quite realistic out on the, uh, out on the West coast. There's just not enough racing. Like we race a lot, but there isn't enough. And the operating expenses of these cars are high enough that there just isn't, it would be tough to uh, make a day job of driving a race car without moving down to California or to the Midwest. I hear you. And, and it's common, right? Right across the country. It doesn't matter whether you're on this side of the border or down on your side of the border where you are tonight. Uh, it would be pretty tough making a living driving a race car. Guys do it, but uh, you you got to be in the right area to do it. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, that $50,000 payday last night has got to go a long way to helping the race team uh, th- through the rest of not only this year but next year. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, the uh, the operating expense of these cars can be high. Um, but uh, this race and this event in general has been really, really good for pavement, short track, open wheel racing. It's set the bar really high. And it's put a lot of promoters in a position where if they feel they're going to have a marquee event and they're going to draw national attention and draw nationally competitive cars, they're going to have to step up the purse and take care of the racers in order to make these shows happen. So this has been fantastic for the sport and the community in general. It puts us all in a position where where we can go race these cars and it's uh, it's less of a charity event and, and more of a, a – not making money because you never make money racing. That's foolish, but uh, – but but if we can get ourselves up and down the road and cover our, cover all our expenses, it's quite nice, right? Oh, absolutely. With Aaron Willison, uh, he is from BC. Where's hometown? I'm in Langley. I'm in Langley, British Langley. Columbia. Yeah, there you go. I I didn't know whether it was Langley or Langford. Uh, I, I was trying to remember, and I thought ah, I'll just ask you. You'll know for sure. Uh, but it, it, yeah, that, that fourteen car, uh, uh, it just it looked amazing. It worked amazing. Who have you got on your crew? You must have some crafty veterans on there helping you out. 
yeah, we, we spend a lot of time on that. And um, we got Rod and Gord Randall, who are my partners with this car. And they uh, they take care of us really well, help provide the tools we need to go racing and uh, do it at a, at a national level. So um, we have uh, James Miller travels with us lots and Chris McInerney. And my mom and dad, um, I can't thank them enough. They get in their RV and they travel to every single race. They drove out to California and Indiana with me this year. They drove to Denver, Colorado with us. And uh, them and my little brother travel to almost all our events and uh, give me an awful lot of support. So it's fantastic to have. And my my wife as well, she travels with me everywhere. Now, is this it for you for the year? I don't know of any other big sprint car races that are coming down the pipe in between now and January. But uh, is that it for you? Put a fork in it, you're done? Yeah, correct. We are done for the year. Um, the racing season in the Northwest generally gets kicked off um, very late April into May. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back on track in April and uh, racing into May. What's the full plan for 2024? Have you gone that far yet, Aaron, and uh, sort of plotting it all out? We're still um, We're still waiting for all the schedules to come out and get our calendars out, see what works, see what we can make work, what works for all the people we have involved. And we'll make some decisions based on that. But there's some big events that we got kind of circled. Um, we're going to head out to Redwood Acres Raceway in Eureka, California again for a two-day show there. They ran that this year. We were able to win uh, on the Saturday night, so we're excited to go back there. We're most likely um, going to be back in Denver, Colorado for Colorado National Speedway's 4th of July Spectacular. So, uh that's another good two-day event for these cars. Um, really awesome facility. So we'll be at those for sure. And then um, the Northwest Sprint Tour runs all throughout BC at Saratoga and um, Penticton Motor Speedways. Rob Layton and uh, the staff at Saratoga Motorsports Park do a good job managing that series and giving us uh, racers in BC a platform to uh, compete on. Absolutely. Had Rob on a few times. I've been communicating with him all summer long and trying to do some more coverage. We had Robbie Price on before the show, uh, before you guys had it down there. He had a good run, too, right? Top five uh, finish for Robbie. He got uh, some results. Yeah. No, for a guy that hasn't been in a pavement car in a few years, he got in and got comfortable and uh, and got the job done. So hats off to the Leighton team and Robbie Price for uh, a, a strong finish against a nationally competitive car. So it was a really good run for them. Amazing. Amazing to see. Those Hoosier tires. Did you guys run Hoosier all the time? And what did you think of those skins? Um, yeah, that that's actually the same compounds we run back with our Northwest Sprint Tour in BC. So uh so I'm pretty comfortable with those tires. I really like them. Um we ran on the American Racer quite a while ago now, so I don't have a good gauge of what the American Racer sprint car tire is like currently. I haven't been on them in five years or so. But with the current Hoosiers we're getting, there was obviously some pl- supply problems um, late 21 and into 22 where there was just inconsistencies. And through no one's fault, I guess, Hoosier was struggling to secure materials. And so we were getting inconsistent batches of tires. But the stuff that's coming out now is uh, really consistent. And, and uh, you know what you're getting and you know how they're going to behave. So it's uh, so it's a tire I'm quite comfortable with. And I had a pretty good idea going into the weekend. Um what we needed to do to manage our tire program. Well, I know Tony Stevens last night, uh, after he was done interviewing you, uh, the crew, I believe, changed your right rear, had it up on the uh, uh, on one of your push vehicles there, and they showed the tire. The thing looked great. Uh, it, was there much of a difference when you changed that right rear at halfway? Did the car feel totally different? 
Um, not really. We had uh, the car just had amazing balance, and um, I had spent a lot, lot of time scuffing our sets of tires ahead of time and and putting together two right rears that matched really really well. So when we were changing just one tire at the brake as opposed to a whole set. It didn't upset the balance of the car a bunch. So our second tire was very similar to our first tire. Um, it's tough to say because you go from an empty fuel load and a worn out tire to a full fuel load and a nice fresh tire. It changes the balance a little bit, but it kind of comes out in the wash. And uh, I, I I was managing a bit throughout that race, but the car had good enough balance that I could kind of pick a pace that I knew I could do for 50 laps. And it was up to somebody else to show me if they could go faster, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They would have had to go around the outside of you because no one, no one was running where you were on that racetrack. You were painting the line on the bottom, and uh, that car was just magic. Sponsorship on the 14, I know it's got to mean a ton. Who you got on there? Triax Group. Uh, Brian Baker for Triax Group helps us out a lot. Jason Frost, the two keg locations in Greater Victoria. If you guys are looking for a good meal in Victoria when you're visiting, stop by. Say hi to Jason and the guys at the keg. Dale Taylor, custom metal craft up in Cobble Hill. He does um, some really amazing uh, stainless steel work for yachts and boats. Um, so keep him in mind for that type of stuff. Uh, Philco Machine. I know I'm probably forgetting a few people. You got me on the spot here now. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, we have we have a lot of people that put a lot of effort into this car, and uh, I can't thank them all enough. Well, I got to tell everybody, if you missed the broadcast last night, you got to get back to Speed Sport TV and re-watch the Open Wheel Showdown and watch this 14-car Varen. Uh, he, he did an amazing job. But in at the end, uh, when the interview was happening, I, my son and I were sitting here, and we just broke a gut. Uh, he, Aaron started dropping his laundry, and I'm going, whoa, whoa, what is he doing? And right down to the skivvies. And the underwear he had on had dollars all over them. And uh, it was just hilarious watching you do that. I can bet, Aaron, next year, when you go back to the uh, showdown, you're going to have those same underwear on. Don't even wash them, buddy. Yeah, you got it. Uh, my wife had bought those for me about a month and a half ago, and we had them set aside just for the Saturday night of this event. I hadn't even worn them before that, so... Uh... So yeah, my hundred dollar bill, uh, my hundred dollar bill boxers, and I'll save them for next year for sure. I've I've had people message me today asking what what boxers I got on today. So uh, yeah, I'll post a picture later. Yeah, <laughs> just put them in a box and leave them right there. Park them in the car. Uh, you yeah. did an amazing job, bud. There was no luck involved there. Uh, that was skill. It was precision. Uh, you did it lap after lap, and. Uh, Final question for you, 100 laps. What was it like running 100 laps? And do you guys normally run 100 out there in Saratoga? Typically, our feature events are normally 40 laps. So 100 laps is a pretty long haul in these cars. And at a 3-8 mile track, it's a big track. So uh, the biggest problem we had is um, at the halfway break, we're allowed to refuel the cars. But uh, 50 lap segment is a long fuel run on these cars. We're generally not good for much more than 40 or 50 and when you start getting a bunch of cautions mixed in there, like we're saving fuel under the yellow, and that second segment, um, because we had that oil on the back straight at about lap 71, and the uh, safety crews hadn't noticed it, so we ended up with three more yellows right away while cars got it into the oil up high. So we ended up having a pretty lengthy yellow where we idled around quite a bit. I actually ran out of fuel coming to the white flag, 
So when I came off turn four, coming to the white flag, the car shut off and then picked up again down the front straight. Oh. And as I came out of two, it shut off and ran down the back, picked up and ran down the back straight. And when I came off turn four, it shut off and I coasted to the start finish line. And once I got it going straight and wasn't weaving back and forth anymore, it picked up fuel and ran again. Amazing. So uh, we, we got her done by just the skin of our teeth, but uh, a longer than usual race for sure. But uh, but a pretty awesome event. Well, you better keep that notebook uh, in, in a in a safe somewhere. Uh, everybody and their brother will want those notes that you guys would have accumulated over this weekend in Vegas. Awesome job, my friend. Everyone will know the name Aaron Willison, driver of the 14. I guarantee it. And uh, we'll get you back on Race Time Radio as we get through uh, the, 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 the winter, the off season, And we'll find out what those plans are going forward. Look forward to getting you back on and see where you're going to head. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity. You want to believe it. Thanks so much. Aaron Willison, driver of the 14, telling you, uh, if you didn't see the race, get to speedsport.tv and uh, check it out. Uh, Ralph Shaheen and all the guys at Speedsport, uh, they, they were talking last night, him and Jim Trado, talking about the amount of races that are all going to be up there. And he said the magic word, free there's a lot of free content that you'll be able to go and check out and watch full-length races. A lot of live races coming up. Uh, just amazing. And these guys did a tremendous job uh, at, uh, at Vegas. Uh, the Bull Ring, the first time I watched a race from there. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, next time I'm in Vegas, guess where I'll be heading. That was a dynamite track. Going to hit a quick break when we come back. James White. He ran a super modified. He'll be with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, race fans, it's the 82 Fortino's Dodge, Dave Conley from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Check us out at a local school. Go to fuelforkids.ca. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And of course, Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, coast to coast on Rev TV Canada. And you may be able to tune in throughout the course of the week on the performance motorsportnetwork.com. Uh, Steel has been carrying race time radio for, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, and uh, to all of our U.S. listeners, hello and welcome aboard once again this week. Keeping an eye on that snowball derby. Less than, what, 65 laps left to go. And you got Majeski out front. Steven Nassi running in the second spot. And I see Bubba Pollard that was leading earlier. He's back up into the third slot. And uh, Cole Butcher just outside that top five right now. And by the look of it, Trayton Lapsovich in the 32 car is making a charge for the front. It's go time at the Snowball Derby. Uh, it's going to be a barn burner finish. And, of course, it's all on Racing America. Uh, done a spectacular job with all the coverages uh, th- this weekend. And uh, I-, I do have to say this, though, and I put a tweet out earlier. I like their drone footage, but it doesn't even come close to our APC series. Uh, when you watch any of the G-Force TV stuff uh, and you see the guy that runs the drone for G-Force TV, that guy's magic. Uh, watching him, uh, th- there was hot rods on the track at uh, Delaware Speedway. Actually, I believe it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a year ago. It was last summer. Uh, Bill Zardo, gone from us now. Bless you, Billy. Uh, great guy. Uh, but Bill Zardo had put together a Daytona car and with the big wing on it, the Superbird. And uh, the guy takes the drone and literally flies it right through into the car and back up. Uh, just amazing. And to watch the drone footage that they get on the APC series, go back and watch it on YouTube. The full season, the last couple seasons, are all up there. Uh, Great to watch over the off-season. And you can also catch the APC series right here on Rev TV uh, throughout the course of the year and through the off-season. I can well imagine there's going to be lots up there. Hey, just before we change gears and talk super modified, so I know we got Jim White coming up. Uh, Jimmy is heading for Phoenix right now, uh, so he could be en route. He'll be getting in touch with us here shortly. Uh, but I do want to put it out to our Ryan Litt from Ontario. Uh, I believe Ryan's out of Burlington, Ontario. Uh, Ryan made the trip all the way out there. The 07 car was running amazing. Uh, back in the third slot, 
I want to say he started sixth, moved up, got into the top three, and was he ever solid and biding time, right? Saving the car, doing all the things that you need to do to make a charge. Now, I don't think anybody had anything for the 14 car, but I can tell you, if anybody did, Ryan Litt was the guy. Uh, he was coming and unfortunately snacked, uh, snapped an axle tube, and I want to say there was only like 20 laps left to go, and it ended his day. Uh, but he was solidly in third. He would have had a podium finish, and uh, just an amazing job done by him. Top five for Robbie Price. Uh, Jeff Montgomery, another guy from BC, outside pole sitter uh, for the beginning of the race, ended up getting tied up in one, and uh, that ended Jeff's day. Another guy that did an amazing job there. Uh, uh, And I I believe the the last name was Amund. I don't know the guy, uh, but he was another guy from BC, Uh, did a great job. Last chance qualifier came up, the 22 car. Uh, it was Richie Larson. Uh, there was two Larsons. Uh, I was kind of confused, actually, but I noticed an L and uh, I believe an R. Uh, but it was uh, Richie that ended up qualifying for the race, got into it, and uh, he come away, I want to say 10th or 12th, something like that. Good showing by all the Canadians. Uh, BC, Ontario, uh, it was something that, uh, I'll tell you, Canadians have got to be very proud of how, our short track guys are performing on asphalt, on dirt. We've got some amazing sprint car drivers on dirt, and uh, they're competitive. Uh, guys like Dylan Westbrook and, uh, oh, there's so many big names in the sport now that can go across the border, and when they roll in the gate, they're competitive, and uh, we've got opportunities to win on asphalt, short track, snowball derby. We've got two of the best uh, there. Cole Butcher has been lighting it up. Of course, almost won the championship down there. Uh, he ended up with a, a, a couple problems in the last race at Nashville, and it consequently cost him the championship. But, uh, hey, I'll tell you, uh, Cole Butcher, the real deal. He's been doing it all season long in the 28. And uh, my, my dad, he's on his way towards the front in this snowball derby, uh, doing a tremendous job. And then, of course, our NASCAR Pinty Series champion, uh, Kaden, or not Caden Lapsovich, he was a champion, and that is Trayton's brother. Uh, but Trayton Lapsovich uh, has been lighting it up as well. Uh, not only our NASCAR Pinty Series champion, uh, but he got experience on dirt this year in a sprint car, running for GSR, and uh, it, the experience is just, it keeps compounding and rolling, and uh, he's just amazing to watch. And he's going to do big things here. I can guarantee you he is going to. And uh, you've got to keep your eyes peeled on him. But I look at our Zoom line, and i got to say, uh, we got James White up on that uh, Zoom line. Soon as uh, we get the audio connected, I can see some video. And I'll tell you, that five yellow machine last night, the Super Modifieds, uh, was just running uh he was running to beat the band and uh james did a fantastic job we'll get geared up here uh, you got this now jim how you doing buddy uh, no audio just yet uh i can see him i can see him and of course these guys are on the road right they're on their way back from vegas 
Uh, I believe Jim is uh, trying to head for Phoenix here tonight. Uh, you just jump in there, Jimmy. Whenever you got audio, you can hear us. Mm, we're not hearing you, Jim. We're not hearing you. You're going to have to turn your microphone on, I believe. He'll jump in here. As soon as they get that thing dialed in, then uh, we'll bring him right up. I'm going to leave his channel open. But uh, Jim rolled off seventh in the feature for the Super Modifieds. Uh, you had some of the best Super Modified drivers. Uh, it was a real East versus West in this showdown last night. And uh, Jim led a bunch of laps in this race and come away with a second-place finish. Uh, Davey Hamilton uh, wrecked real bad. He was out front, and I don't know what happened to it, uh, but the air breather ended up jamming his throttle. And I'll tell you what, he went for a ride. Uh, in his interview, he said, I hit the wall probably harder than I needed to. Uh, but uh, needless to say, he was okay. The car was munched up pretty good. And uh, I'm just looking at the Zoom line. Whoop, there, maybe. Just maybe we've got things going now. Uh, kind of looks like it's froze up once again on Jimmy. But uh, uh, it is Jason's brother. Of course, we watched Jason uh, run down in the Arca series. Oh, I think I heard some audio. There, we're hearing a little bit of audio now. Hey. There we go, Jimmy. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Hey, congratulations on a great run last night in that five. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, sorry we're late. We're uh, heading to Phoenix. We, we're running out of power. We just pulled over. We're in the motor home here with a crew guy, Kevin, and my dad in the back. And uh, we're glad to get you here. Thanks for having us on. You betcha, bud. Uh, watching that race last night, uh, I, I liked your starting spot. I thought, okay, here goes Jimmy. He's gonna in the five car. He's going to start fifth. And then I don't know what happened there, but you were back a bit. I said to my son, what uh, how, how come Jim's back a bit? He goes, Dad, choose for all, right? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, okay. So he's back a little bit. But it didn't take you long, Jim. And uh, you rolled that five straight to the front. Uh, it must have felt pretty good. It really did. You know, we uh, we came there with that car is 40 years old, believe it or not. And we had an old engine in it. And, uh, you know, we had some great crew guys. And we did a lot of uh, adjustments to get the most out of it. We had a motor that we were down probably 100 horsepower from as well. That was quite noticeable. And uh, But, you know, we... Uh, And, uh, uh, had a little bit of a strategy, and it uh, it all worked. Yeah, it paid dividends, guaranteed it did. I, you know, watching qualifying, I watched that ten car come out. I thought, wow, what a missile! He breaks into the twelve second bracket, but man, the the speeds just kept picking up. Do you think there was a little bit of an advantage to going out later than it was uh, going out sooner? before was really windy when we were down the straightaway the car was moving all over but you know yesterday oh, we're having a real problem with the line Jim it's uh, the signal is so weak uh, that you're breaking up throughout the course of that but uh We'll, we'll try something else here. Uh, doing the, the, the race uh, there. Okay, so Jim jumped off. He's probably going to go off and then reconnect, and we'll uh, continue the conversation. 
but man, did he ever do a good job. I was back and forth with uh, J.F. Lanier. And uh, J.F., of course, got a super modified out there in B.C. He's out in uh, Osoyos. And uh, I, I believe that the car that Jim was in was the one that J.F. had. So uh, it'll be interesting. We hook back up with Jimmy here. We'll find out if, in fact, that was the same car. Of course, you know, these guys, they get the cars back into the shop. They get repainted. They get redone. Uh, and you never know, uh, especially with the White family. Those guys uh, are, have been synonymous in racing. Jim alluded to his dad being there. His dad, super modified driver from back in the day. And uh, they, they were on the super modifieds. Jason, of course, his brother. We see Jay. Uh, we used to see him in the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, on into the Pindy Series. And then, of course, uh, just, what, a year ago, he almost won Daytona in an ARCA car. Uh, Jason, his brother, very accomplished. The whole family, very accomplished racers. Uh, we see Jason. We see Jim in the RS1 Cup Series out uh, Area 27 and Penticton and all the tracks that the RS1 Cup Series runs on. Uh, they're just a tremendous bunch of guys, uh, and they're, they're, they're racing family. Last night, open-wheel showdown at Las Vegas, the bull ring. Uh, you, we had the sprint cars up for 100 laps, 50 grand to win. And then, of course, uh, the, the Super Modifieds. It was one of the East Coast cars that ended up winning the race. And it was a real East versus West. And you can see the difference, right, between the cars. Uh, I, I was used to seeing the Super Modifieds. last Super race I actually seen was at Sunset Speedway. So it's been a while. Uh, but Johnny Benson was there that night. Uh, Ranconium was in. I want to say Benson ended up winning that race, I think. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but those cars, those super modifieds, had a lot bigger wing on them. And I was saying to Junior, I wonder why the wing is, you know, uh, is so small on these compared to what it was. Technology has changed. And it looks like we got Jimmy back on the Zoom line. We'll see. Uh, looks like even a better signal here, Jimmy. Uh, we got you hooked up. Ah, we're getting there. Uh, there, I think I heard some audio. Hey, I think we got her back now. We got you, Jimmy. Uh, the five car, is that the car that J.F. Lanier had? It is. That's the same car. Yes. It's, uh, my cousin, Dean Warmerdown restored it. And, uh, Jeff Kennedy, who bought it. Uh, had a vision to do this race a year ago, and um, here we are. Amazing, amazing. Your dad was with you, too. I was just telling the listeners uh, and the viewers, you guys are a racing family. Your dad was a super modified driver. That's probably how you guys all got into it, right? Well, Jason and myself, we both grew up uh, following my dad around through the Pacific Northwest. He raced the Copper Classic and... Uh, friends with a lot of people back in Oswego and yeah we grew up in it and of course we've done stock car racing and Jason's very successful at that but uh my heart's definitely set in the super modifieds so what's next for you Jim have you got an idea of what you're going to do in 2024 you got uh uh you know it's kind of a schedule picked out or is that still yet to come uh no we've so uh Aaron uh congratulations to Aaron too he uh really put a clinic on yesterday and this weekend their whole team uh 
very good friends of ours. I was uh, sitting with uh, Aaron's wife and mom at the race there behind them. So um, we do race with them back home, and we are getting a brand new car built. And the whole idea of uh, coming to this race was, with the Super Mod was to prepare for next year, and we'll come with the three or the four ten wing car, and hopefully be able to race with Aaron and possibly do some super modified races as well. Jimmy, when you look at the East versus West, I, uh, I was just mentioning as well. Uh, back in the day when I would see a super modified race, the wing was a lot bigger. Is it technology that has changed that, or is it a rule change? What is it? How come the wing looks a lot smaller? It was on the five car too, but man, it was effective. Well, we didn't have enough power to pull a big wing, so we kept a little one on it. Um, the big ones, you know, back east, uh, well, a lot of the cars here as well have the big ones, but they have a lot bigger power. We, we didn't have the power. That was one of the things we did. We ran the smaller wing. We laid it down. Uh, we took stagger out of it. We took gear out of it. We did everything we could to keep our momentum. Uh, those guys have the power to push the big wings. We just didn't have it. How about sponsorship on the five? It's got to play a key role. It does in every race car. Who helped you get down to Vegas and who helps you on that five car? So we had uh, Inland Kenworth, a company out of uh, British Columbia, helped us out. Uh, JT White Trucking, Thompson Valley Sand and Gravel, uh, Sunridge Contracting. And it was very re- unique. And I forgot to mention it last night, but we had a lot of people that donated $100 each. Uh, I think there was 20 or 30 of them that helped uh, and that uh, helped us get to Vegas. So it was, uh, it was pretty uh, pretty neat deal. Kind of cool when the racing community can pull it together like that, right? And uh, and racers helping racers and fans jumping in. Every penny counts when you're uh, trying to put a Super Modified on the racetrack or any race car for that fact. But those Super Modifieds are not cheap to run. You get smiles per gallon, as uh, Mike Hall calls it. You get smiles per gallon. Uh, that That's about all you get, though. You don't get many smiles per gallon in one of those Supers. No, it's like Aaron said earlier, we don't make any money at this. We can pay some of the expenses. I mean, our tire bill alone, and we didn't buy a lot of tires, was a couple thousand dollars U.S. Our fuel bill to get down from uh, British Columbia, you know, probably going to be $5,000. So it's definitely not about the money. It's just about uh, it's about that damn trophy you try to get every time. Yeah, those plastic trophies, right? You just got to do it. Last time I seen your race, I was uh, at, at uh, Penticton Speedway, the Western Rattler 300. It was a big night for you and Jay that night. Uh, both of you were flying along. Any plans? Uh, that race comes back on. You still got your late model ready to go? Uh, well, at that race, I don't know if you remember, I uh, went with Shane Hardy and put a car together for us, and we did that. Um, had fun at it. But, uh, you know, we might go back again. Not too sure. We're, we kind of, we've got a lot of uh, open-wheel cars down in Phoenix. We're heading to Phoenix now. We race down here. We actually raced in Tucson last weekend for a warm-up with our wingless sprint car. And we won on uh, Friday, Saturday night, finished third on Sunday. So it was a good warm-up to get some laps in for the Vegas. So our goal is we like the open-wheel cars down here. We race in uh, Tucson and Lake Havasu in the winter and uh, go back home and race in the summer and uh, British Columbia and Washington and Idaho. So it's a, it's a good, uh, uh, round, well-rounded race season. Well, for I us. got, I got to do a better job on staying up with you guys. I can tell you that, uh, amazing racing, what we seen last night and the participation from the guys out of BC. And we got to put Ryan in there too, out of Ontario, long haul, well worth at the inaugural open wheel showdown 
I can see that one growing. I know the grandstand wasn't jammed last night by any stretch, but man, it really good signs of of what's to come. Uh, Davy Hamilton Jr. and uh, the whole group there did an amazing job. Was it as good for you guys as what it was for us as fans looking in? It was amazing. All the uh, the hospitality by uh, all the officials. Uh, it was first class, clean. Um, and I think there was more fans than people realized. Those grandstands hold a lot of people. And it was cold. It yeah. was really cold. And the pits were full. The motorhomes in turn one and two or three and, or three and four. There's motorhome uh, parking over there. There are lots of people there, too. But I think it was, uh, Davey did a great job promoting it. And I think it's probably a sign of more good things to come. Yeah. And I can't believe uh, the, the, the caliber of cars that were there. And it's only going to grow. Uh, it's uh, It was truly amazing to see. Uh, we heard from Bentley Warren last night on the broadcast, so it was kind of cool to hear from him. And uh, I've, I've Warren Conium, I know Warren real well. It's been years uh, catching up with uh, Warren and uh, Ryan Conium. But I can see, you know, like it, that's a real, uh, it's going to be an event that's going to draw a lot of people in, uh, from a lot of places. Well, I think a lot of people maybe sat back a little bit this, you know, because it did uh, come up pretty quick, maybe sat back and just watched to see what would happen. And I I think next year, for sure, you're going to have a lot more cars from the East coming and a lot more people here will be getting their cars ready for the race as well. What will you do different next year? You only needed one more spot. What would you do different for next year? Well, as DJ Kenny would say, we need a bigger stove under the hood. It would help, wouldn't it? Yeah. That, you know, uh, our car was on rails. I mean, 40-year-old car, it's had some updates over the years on it. But uh, the thing was on rails. It never came out from me once in the race. And I, I probably wasn't – I didn't push it hard enough. My dad always tell me i got to push it till I scare myself or spin it out. And I never did that. So uh, I guess we'll have to push it a little harder next year. But definitely we would come with a, a bigger motor. And I know that we could definitely contend for the win with that. Clinton Jeffrey, drive it in till you see Jesus and then back it off just a little bit. Uh, but you guys in the Super Modified, that's every single lap. Those things are scary just watching them. I can't imagine stepping on that, that bomb, uh, a, a gas pedal in that car uh, would be just amazing. It would be a thrill ride. And Vegas, a little bit of banking there. Was it helping at all to hold you in? Oh yeah, the, it's it's got a lot of banking. You don't see it as much on the TV. Uh, it's got a lot of banking. Uh, you can run two wide, three wide. I mean, a lot of the sprint cars, the groove they were running, they have to. You know, Aaron ran just a perfect line where he was running, and nobody could get him high or low. But there is a couple passing spots there that you can run. But uh, just a beautiful facility. Well, you did an amazing job, my friend. Uh, kind of cool for us guys up here being able to watch you down there. And we're going to stay up with you. Social media, what do you do to keep your fans uh, sort of up to date? Because by the sounds of it, you're not done running. You're just getting going. Well, you know, my brother's got that end of it. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, uh, I probably should pick up on it more. I've, I just like to get in. Anybody knows me. I get in a race car and drive. And I like to take the car to the front. But uh, the social media, I, I've got a little bit of uh, polishing to do on that. Ah, that's okay. Uh, it's up to us to check it out, too. Uh, I know last night, texting with Trevor Siebert, he said, Jimmy, look at him go. Look at He was so excited, too. We all were, bud. 
uh, just a dynamite job. And yeah. Can't thank you enough for the yeah. time on Race Time and look forward to catching up with you again. Keep it going. We'll keep up. And uh, you, you hit that victory lane. We'll get you back here. Thank you very much. And, yeah, it was a, a great weekend and great for uh, Canadian open-wheel racing for sure. You want to believe it. Have a Merry Christmas to all your family and uh, look forward to catching up with you again. 2024, Jimmy. Right on. Thank you. Have a good night. You bet. James, Jim White uh, from B.C. Uh, goes out there, second-place finish in the inaugural open-wheel um, uh, showdown. It was just amazing to see these guys go. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it one more time. Get to Speed Sport and watch it. If you missed it, you've got to go back and watch it. Uh, it was simply amazing. Pitro TV as well. Uh, Tony Stevens, I can well imagine, will have that on, on Pitro TV uh, where you can check it out. Looks like they got a wee bit of a fender vendor at the Snowball Derby. Don't know how many laps are left, but I can tell you we're going to hit a quick break. And when we come back, I'll give you a quick update from the Snowball Derby uh, when we come back. So stay with us. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to The Best with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. An exclusive podcast, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. Watson, put it between his legs! All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. 
quick wick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick wick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I might add, you're going to want to tune in next Friday for a special edition of Race Time Radio going to come to you live from the Hoosier Tire stage at PRI in Indianapolis. We're going to be there uh, all weekend, and uh, I fly out on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be live on Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern right here on uh, Canada's Racing Channel, Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Quick update from the Snowball Derby. If you're not able to watch... Uh, and you don't want to know what happens, then close your ears for a second. There you go. Okay, those people are off and not listening. Uh, big wreck. Uh, the 30 car of Noah Gregson. Uh, we're talking right up near the front of the field. Uh, we're just watching the replay now. Uh, back about, I'm going to say, 8th, ninth, something like that. Gets loose coming off turn 4. And, uh, oh, no, he's even closer than that. I'm going to say 5th or 6th. Uh, gets loose coming off, ends up hitting uh, a bunch of cars. Uh, there's a whole gaggle of cars in there. Bad news is the 32 of Trayton Lapsovich gets collected in it as he sits right up against the inside retaining wall on the front stretch. Uh, tough, tough deal for, uh, uh, for, for our, our number 32. We hate to see that for the 32 of Trayton Lapsovich. He was doing a great job in this race. Looks like Boone is uh, involved, uh, Hunter Robbins involved, uh, a lot of cars, a lot of cars involved in this one. Uh, but uh, we still have one more bullet in the chamber, so to speak. We've got uh, Cole Butcher. He's still up there in the top five. Don't know how many laps are left. I'm trying to wait for it to pop up. They keep playing the replay, but I can't tell you what lap it's on. But I know it's getting really close to the end. Now, tomorrow... On Monday, this is, uh, if you're watching on Tuesday, this isn't going to make any sense to you at all. Uh, it would have happened yesterday, but on Monday, it will be the Alan Turner 100, uh, the uh, Snowflake 100, and it's going to happen. It did get rained out last night, and it is going to go on Monday. So you'll be able to check that out. Racing America will have live coverage of that event. So if you want to tune in, you want to catch that race, you're going to be able to do that uh, on Racing America. It will be a barn burner. We have, uh, let me see here. I'm going to tell you the Canadians we got in the field for that race. Uh, we got a stellar lineup, I'll tell you that. Uh, the 22 of Kyle Steckley, we kind of thinking that Kyle was going to dial in here, uh, but he hasn't. He is on the infield right now at uh, Pensacola, so... Uh, probably waiting uh, till the race is over, and then uh, he'll probably check in with us. Uh, but we've got Nicholas Noggle from the east coast of Canada. Of course, we know Nicholas running the uh, Pro Stock Tour here in uh, Canada, out on Canada's east coast. 
Uh, we got Glenn Styers in the zero, GSR. Of course, uh, he's been running the Pinty Series, a very accomplished uh, sprint car driver and owner of uh, Schwiegen Speedway. Uh, Jared Butcher in the 54 car. He is going to be really good in that Allen Turner 100 tomorrow. And, of course, Kyle Steckley uh, in the 22 car. I believe he was fastest in final practice for the Snowflake 100 on uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, that's what we've got coming up tomorrow. So we've got some really good cars in that race. And I shouldn't say in the race just yet. They have to qualify, and that will also be on Monday. They'll qualify, and then they will race. They have not qualified yet for that 100. Always going to be interesting. I'll tell you, they got a ton of race cars. Uh, we're coming up close to the top of the yard. We're going to throw the keys back to Sirius XM, and we're going to get you up to date. A 90-second news package on Sirius XM, and then we come back for our number two. Uh, I can tell you we got Rick Spencer Wallet going to come up in our number two with some big news. Uh, of course, accomplished Prole model driver, all kinds of wins. He is going to try his hand at dirt racing. He's going to have a sprint car that he's going to do on uh, Friday nights at a weekend speedway. And he, we're going to talk to him about that. And we have got uh, Avery Show coming up. Uh, do you ever watch Rust Brothers? Rust Valley on History Channel or Netflix. It's all over the place. Uh, great series. Uh, of course, out in Canada's West Coast, out in B.C., Avery Schoff going to join the show. Uh, he has a little bit of racing in him. Uh, some of the different uh, shows that they did on uh, on history, they uh, ran hit to pass at uh, Victoria. They ran hit to pass at Penticton Speedway. And, of course, Avery was all part of that. We'll talk to him about all things. Uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun here in hour number two that is to come. And we're hoping that we're going to catch up with uh, Kyle Steckley at some point here tonight. Uh, we'll see how things develop, and we'll see who wins this year's 56th running of the Snowball Derby. Uh, it's got to be getting down in the final strokes. I still have not seen uh, the lap counter come up, but uh, it, it'll come. I know it will. Uh, we're going to hit this break, and uh, we'll throw it back to you at Sirius XM. We'll be back in just a couple of shakes here all live tonight on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our 
Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And welcome back to Race Time Radio. All live tonight on Channel 167. i uh, got to thank Jonathan. He sent me a quick uh, screenshot. 18 laps to go is what is left in the Snowball Derby. Uh, just having a look at the screen here. And uh, Trayton Lapsovich's car, not good. Uh, they, they're going to have a flat deck pick that baby up. Uh, hope Trayton's okay, and I do believe he is. Uh, looking at the car, uh, it's not not very good. Uh, it was a bullet. He was running and coming. Uh, and that's all you can ask. Uh, Trayton did a fantastic job there. Uh, with that car and the crew. Uh, Donald Reinhardt is down there with him. Uh, his brother, uh, Caden, up on top of the box. Of course, Jeff Lapsovich. Uh, it was a family deal. And uh, they had the whole family down there having a good time. And hey, they were having a good time. Uh, you know they're not having a good time right now. But uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Because I know Jeff Walt is, uh, Jeff Spencer Walt is on his way to work so uh we can't zoom them but we do have them on the hotline what's going on there <laughs> ricky hired a jet rick jeff oh one he is how you doing rick you got rick yeah yeah okay, yeah i'll let you away with swearing at me today <laughs> how are you kid <laughs> i'm doing good just uh enjoying this uh heavy traffic jam i'm in and always fun driving to toronto well it could be worse you could be uh Trent Lapsovich right now he uh just just got taken out my friend yeah, I was. Uh, I uh, not supposed to have it on, but I was watching it while I'm driving down the highway here. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the traffic's slowing up. It's all right. Yeah, uh, there you go. So uh, you got some big news, Ricky. You got a sprint car. This is going to be wild, man. Yeah, we haven't uh, purchased anything yet, but uh, Terry Baker and uh, Clinton actually set a lot of this up. Him and I have been talking back and forth since uh, the middle of the summer, sometime about trying to get in one and trying it out and. Uh, it just didn't work at the end of the year with, with Jake racing and me racing. We were kind of too busy to get down and get it done, but uh, I was able to go down and Terry uh, got us in Aaron Turkey's car, and uh, I actually surprisingly get in and out of it pretty good and uh, fit in it really well. The seat can go down and back a little bit more, so it'll give me a little more leg room, but uh, I, I was uh, really surprised how well we fit in there. So you've sat in the car, but you haven't got any dirt laps on, right? No, no, we haven't done anything yet. Uh, just basically wanted to go down and get fit in and then uh, figure out which way we want to go. We're going to uh, talk with Glenn when he gets home from uh, Florida and uh, and have another meeting probably. But uh want to try and move uh, two-speed motorsports forward too and then push uh, the product over onto the dirt side and help them guys out. Uh, Corey's been a huge supporter of mine, and I couldn't do any of this without, without him and Tyler Strike and Eldon, uh, they're always behind me in whatever I want to do. So it's been uh, cool. We're going we're gonna to look at a uh, rental deal with Glenn if that's a possibility. If not, then uh, we're probably going to look at purchasing one. Awesome, awesome stuff. And you mentioned Eldon. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing really well. He's back to playing his darts and, uh, and going to all the Colts games and stuff. So been busy, unfortunately, uh, while all this was going on. His partner that he works with... Uh, passed away so it's been uh been hectic for him been uh been some sad times and he's been through a lot in the last uh in the last couple of years so uh he's, he's doing well just uh 
lot going on for him. Well, good to hear he's on the mend, right? We need him back at the racetracks. He's always a lot of fun and uh, look forward to catching up with him again uh, when the race season rolls around again. Uh, with this news, Rick, does this mean that you're not going to pro late model race? You're just going to do crate racing? Uh, or, or what's the deal? Uh, well, the last couple of years, we spent crazy, insane money to go run for a bag of potato chips, as some call it. So <laughs> we've, uh, I think what we're doing is just going to load up and run the big races. Uh, we still plan on uh, Corey uh, is going to own the car out right now, and uh, he wants to try and run a few races at Saw. Well, that's up to him to announce and stuff like that. I'm not sure how much or if he'll even get in it this year, but uh, he still wants us to run the Hanley race, the IWK. Um, all, any big race that's going to pay money, we're going to try and run. And then uh, the Friday night deal with the with the crate sprint is just so that it, it frees up my weekend too, so then I can race with Jake and uh, and help him, help Corey out whenever. Still going to run. Uh, Alan Adams still wants me to run his modified, so we're still working on a few deals uh, to run Saturday night. I think uh, we're still 100% going to take our limited late. It's going to go over and have a body put on it in the next little while and uh, and turn it into a hot rod, so we'll have that to run to. Probably probably end up running more than I want to. But. Yeah. yeah, I can well imagine. But Rick Spencer, Walt, I know you do not. You do not lay on the couch. If it's a weekend and there's a race somewhere, you usually got your butt strapped to uh, a seat somewhere with a steering wheel in your hand. Yeah, for sure. I just, uh, I don't know, I think I was born to race I'm not much good at anything else in life, so I, I've tried a lot of other things out, and it just, I don't know, it just doesn't work out. I end up hurt or something happens, so we'll stick with the racing thing until, uh, I, I want to kind of pave a way for Jake, too, so, you know, we built this car into a hot rod. Maybe he can get in it and start running it a bit and just uh, I open some doors up for him, and then eventually I'll step aside. I just, uh, I'm not quite ready to, so the I, I wanted a new challenge, something different, um, the, the, these crate cars, I've been down to Oshwegan and watched them for a bit, talked with John Cadman quite a bit, and uh, and John and Terry, everybody there just wants, you know, once they, they say JR's been, he got in it, he said it was insanely fun, and, you know, he's, every time I talk to him, he just wants to do it again. So it's something him and I were talking about long before he got in the car, and, uh, and now, obviously, I want to get down and try it out uh, and just, go run a season, see how it goes. And if we can do a rental program, it works good and get my feet wet, learn everything, and then go uh, buy our own stuff and, and start running. Well, I was shocked, actually. I was out of sweeping the one night and uh, over by the tech garage. And, of course, the cars come in through the tech garage to weigh in and stuff. And I looked and I went, God, does that ever look like Trayton Lapsevich? And uh, sure enough, the car rolls up and it was Trayton. I said, what are you doing? And he was getting his feet wet, and sure enough, ran sprint car. I said, what do you think, uh, you know, from a, an asphalt guy to be looking at this? What do you think? And he said, I absolutely love this. He said, I don't know whether it's the car, the track, what, uh, but he, it, it teaches you lots, and it's a huge challenge. And I know, Rick, you love a challenge. Uh, you're going to be going up against some of the best sprint car drivers in the country uh, you got lots to learn, but you're going to bring a lot to the table too, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, you know any kind of racing background or or previous, 
you know, races he can do. I've raced everything I can race on asphalt, and they don't all go straight down the track. I've been <laughs> driving a lot of junk in my time and drifting around. And my grandpa, they didn't call him Swerving Mervin for nothing. He drove his late model sideways for years and uh, and was fast doing it with big motors and stuff. So I just, I don't know. I sat in that car down there. I had a permagrin on, and uh, and I couldn't, uh, you know, all the way home. My wife went and supported me, and I, I got to thank her for she follows me in all these crazy adventures I do, and you know it wasn't wasn't long ago I was talking about doing this, but she didn't know how serious I was. And then it was uh, you know a couple weeks ago I was like, forget, I'm, I'm setting this deal up and and getting it going here. So I started sending out the messages and what I needed to do, and she's full support. Drove down, met me, and went down, and she seen how much it you know I don't know if it what what it means, but to go back and have fun, you know, there's no expectations, there's Obviously, I want to do well and put a lot of effort into it, but it's just, we'll have fun. I don't expect to jump on dirt and, and kick anyone's ass, that's for sure. But uh, having previous race knowledge, is, I think, will help us uh, will help us point us in the right direction anyway. Oh, I can guarantee it. Uh, you, like I say, you're going to bring something to the table as well. Uh, it's going to be a different dimension uh, with Rick Spencer-Walt out there. Uh, it, 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 without getting specific... Uh, I know you would have had to run the numbers, so to speak. How does it look, uh, like, uh, affordability-wise, uh, compared to a pro-late model deal? Uh, does the sprint car look, uh, like, way more attractive? Or are they comparable? Uh, what, financially, what's it look like? Well, right now, uh, I think in Ontario, there's not a chance I could run pro-late models without the support and the help that I have. And, uh, you know crate sprints or something that I can almost afford with my wife on my own. It's pretty crazy, the price difference and stuff. Uh, we were talking about the fuel. They, they run uh, alcohol. It's $240 a barrel. Ours is $1,500. Um, <laughs> bodies are, you know, 5 to 10 grand by the time you got them on. It, it, it's just uh, the price, tire bill. I mean, we didn't race as much as we usually do last year with the Prolate, and we were still between twenty and thirty thousand dollars in tires, and these crate sprints are—if you spent five grand in a year, you bought a lot of tires, kind of thing. You have leftovers, so the the price is uh, crazy. They run the same fronts all year round. They put you know three, four, five right rears on in a season, and that's it. So um, obviously, it's a lot more affordable. I think we could probably own three sprint cars for what it costs to build our new uh, a new prolate. So pretty cool um I, I i like that aspect of it we have great sponsors uh you know cory two-speed motorsports again just uh i i can't you know say enough about those guys just built a new building and everything and i mentioned this to cory last week about wanting to do it it frees me up and we have a lot going on with uh with cm precision and, and two-speed and uh it's pretty cool there's lots more coming lots more announcements out of them and um and just having his support, Tyler Strike, Eldon, Jim Wilson's, we have a, a, a lot of help on our side, and uh, they they just you know they follow me in anything I want to do, which is great. It doesn't uh, you don't you don't see that all the time, and uh, great people uh, I've surrounded myself with, and obviously I feel pretty confident in my driving abilities. <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully we can carry it to the dirt and uh, and put on a show for everyone. There is Rick Spencer-Wald. He is going to do some sprint car racing in 2024. We're going to still see him at the big big races. Uh, It was just going to be really cool to see. Uh, 
is there any way, Rick, that you can do any kind of simulation? Uh, is there any uh, anything that you're going to be able to do to try and get a feel for it without being in the car? Yeah, uh, well, I got a pretty good die racing rig at home, as everyone knows. I'm on there quite a bit, running with the guys, and uh, and I've been running some 305 sprints. There's some 410 sprints on there you can run. I don't think it quite gives you really any feel you're going to get. It's just kind of learning maybe to read some of the tracks because the tracks do wear out in racing, and you can kind of follow the lines around and stuff like that. And uh, I, I don't honestly know yet if that'll carry over at all. Um, but I know uh, Jordan House told me he ran 305s for about two weeks before he went and jumped in. He, he practiced one, uh, I think it was Terry's car actually, last year too. So, um yeah, there's uh, there's a bit you can learn from it, but I don't think a lot until we just kind of get out there. And that's the big thing with those cars is you don't really get practice. You show up, you kind of get three laps, and then you're going. So uh be a lot to learn and uh, learn quick. So I don't know, maybe we try picking up some Sunday shows and running uh, some Sunday stuff and, and just get my uh, feet as wet as I can, I guess. Yeah, and nothing like learning, uh, jumping right from the frying pan into the fire. That's the way you can do it. And, you know, you, you perform so good under pressure. I've seen you do it. Uh, I've seen you through adverse conditions on the racetrack. And uh, you got to gather it up, put it behind you, and, you know, uh, concentrate on the task at hand. I think you got to – it's going to be exciting. The fans at this weekend are going to be in for some uh, w- with Ricky. You're going to – uh have to leave those asphalt shirts at home, though, because I can see you're going to create a, a whole new wing of dirt ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I uh, I sent Jake a picture of a micro sprint, so they want to get Jake in a micro sprint down there, too. So you never know. We could switch the whole family over to uh, Friday nights at Oswegan and then uh, freeze our weekend up to, to be crew chief and helping and coaching and doing what I really love to do. Uh, I like coaching on asphalt now. I've done enough... Uh, I don't want to be done with it, but I've done enough racing where I can, you know, sit out at some of these races and crew chief and help. And, uh, you know, we're going to be around for a long time. I don't want to, uh, I'll never get out of racing. I'll never walk away from it. So uh, we can keep helping the younger generation no matter what. Uh, that, that's where I'll be. You mentioned it, the IWK250, of course, our crown jewel up here in Canada, uh, the biggest short track race we got. Uh, you're going to make a return run. Is that a definite or is that a plan just yet? No, I think that's uh, that's definite. Uh, I'm going to set something up here. We'll, we'll start talking about it soon and getting that stuff together because uh, once you've been there, I don't think you ever want to miss it again. So it's kind of like uh, the Snowball Derby for us. It's a lot cheaper than the Snowball, a lot closer. So uh, it's uh, something I, I, we're definitely definitely going to that um I don't, if we're in the middle of a dirt season, I, I don't think we're going to be in the you know top five of worrying about great sprint. We're gonna we're gonna learn first. So uh, taking a night off if it if it you know uh, overlaps doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna head out there and definitely run that that show for sure. And it's noteworthy to say uh, as well that the 250 at Fredericton that is a barn burner and the same thing at Scotia Speed World. That's another real good one. Uh, you got your work cut out for you. If you're going to pick and cherry-pick those big dollar events and the real hard ones to go win, there's three of them right there, and I know we got a whole raft of them here in Ontario. 
Yeah, we were, uh, Corey and I have been talking back and forth, and uh, he just said the same thing. You know, we're kind of done what we need to do or show in, in our Saturday night program. So going and uh, doing these big races, we talked about running, you know, four or five shows down south, but right now we have some pretty big shows in uh, in Canada. So we're going to, I wouldn't say you won't see us at those races, but uh, the other one you just mentioned there, we're going to look at everything, and if it pays money, then we need to go run it because uh, we can't keep running $130,000 race cars for peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sponsorship opportunity. If someone wants to get involved with you, do you still have room on quarter panels? Is that maybe the dumbest question I've ever asked you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, there's always room. Uh, you can get a hold of me through Facebook, Instagram, whatever you need uh we're, we're always looking for help. The crate sprint stuff, I don't know if anybody has businesses down towards Oshwegan or want to push their name that way, but uh, we'll give you plenty of advertising and put on a hell of a show every time we're out. So uh, always always room for help, for sure. I can attest to that. If this guy's in the race, I, uh, you got Mr. Excitement. Uh, he definitely puts on a show, and uh, you don't want to poke the bear with a stick, I can guarantee you that. Ricky? Uh, I can't thank you enough for the time tonight. I promise, Jake, next time I'm leaving you on the sidelines and I'm going to get that kid on this program. Uh, It'll have to be in 2024. But we really need to hear from your son as a past junior late model champion and looking at going hot rod racing. We got to get him on the show. Yeah, for sure. He's a great kid. He's he's going places. He's got drive and uh, he's wanting to be in the shop and he wants to work on stuff all the time so pretty excited for uh what we have going on in our family and our friends and our support group behind us so lots uh lots going on and uh got to get to work to uh to make it all happen yeah chip off the old block is what jake is hey have a merry christmas i can't believe i'm saying that but that's how close it is (laughs) have a merry christmas and uh uh, great for uh, thanks for jumping on here tonight and bringing us all up to date on your plans. It's exciting, something for all of us to look forward to, and I know you will be as the plans and as things develop. We'll get you back on here to uh, fill us in. Sound good? Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me on. Merry Christmas to everybody at RTR, too, and uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. You want to believe it? That is Rick Spencer. Well, I won't call him Jeff. Uh, uh, I, I've done that. I've done that a few times, but uh, we'll, we'll call him Rick tonight. Uh, away he goes, and uh, we are going to hit a quick break. Just taking a look at the screen here, and the action continues at the Snowball Derby. Of course, as the uh, as the laps wind down, uh, the the desperation moves in, and uh, I've just seen two cars into the fence. They're pretty heavy, so. Uh, caution flag is back out. Uh, Majeski still has the lead. And I believe my eyes are getting old. I think the screens has six laps to go when the green comes back out. See the 51 of Stephen Nassie on pit road jacking it up. That's probably not good uh, for, for one of the winners of the Snowball Derby. Uh, but you never know. It is Stephen Nassie. And, uh, oh, I... Yeah, a couple of cars got wrecked there. Uh, Anyway, we're going to hit this break, and we will be back all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, Stay with us.
Hey, race fans, this is Trevor Bain, and I'm glad you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country, channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Legato will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him off the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines. Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And hello to all the viewers on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, if you get on YouTube and you miss a Race Time Radio and you want to go back and watch it, you can do that. Go to YouTube, check us out at Race Time Radio TV. And please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. It's growing each and every week. Our YouTube channel grows, and it's all because of you clicking that subscribe button, and uh, we genuinely appreciate it. I know Junior does, too. He's not here tonight. Uh, He did the big move today and has moved to Hanover and uh, wants to be closer to the new office, uh, the new two-speed building. You'll have to check that out as well. Uh, Corey McAllister and uh, his whole group, I'll tell you what, these guys are going places, and they're building some real cool products uh, for the racing industry. Um, and they do it. Uh, they, they're going to love for the sport just as much as the guys that are behind the wheel. Uh, they're doing stuff that is quality products. They're doing it at the best price they possibly can to save the racer money and uh, to, to keep those cars on the track and uh, they, they make some really cool stuff. I want to say Junior started with two-speed in January of last year. So he's almost got a year under his belt. And uh, at that time, they only had one SKU, one product for sale. And I want to say that uh, when I spoke with him last, 
uh, it, they're up to about 60 or 70 SKUs now of different parts and pieces that they make uh, for your race car. And they're doing it for all the different flavors. It doesn't seem to matter what class, what uh, what division, uh, where you are. Um, they, they've got uh, the, the stuff that you're going to need for a race car, and they build it at the right price. So check them out. Two-speed. Uh, I would imagine they have a website. I don't know. I shouldn't have said that, but uh, you, you can definitely check them out on Facebook. Uh, Joe Jr. is the guy to talk to if you're looking for anything two-speed. He's the guy. I uh, want to also remind you, if you just tuned in, uh, we've got Avery Schof coming up. Uh, if you'd like Russ Brothers uh, Restoration, uh, he is Wild Man Restoration. Uh, anybody that watches the show knows Avery. Uh, uh, it Mike Hall's sidekick and uh, dynamite guy. I've had an opportunity to talk to Avery, and uh, he is as real on camera as he is off the camera. He is that guy. And uh, I know I look forward to catching up with them here. Oh, in about five minutes or so, Avery's going to jump on with us, and uh, we'll be able to ask him all kinds of questions and look forward to doing that. He's got a little bit of racing in him. We'll find out exactly how much. His son, Chauvin, uh, he he is an accomplished little racer. Now, he hasn't done a lot. Um, he, he'd love to do more, uh, but we'll talk to Avery all about that. I want to remind you, come Friday, December the 8th, that's this coming Friday, we are going to be live from PRI. The Hoosier Tiger main stage is where I'm going to be located, and we're going to be live on Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, uh, and we're going to be live from the show floor. So uh, we'll try and get you as much information as we possibly can uh, from the PRI show. It's going to be my first trip to PRI. I'm totally excited about going and uh, really excited that I'm going to be able to interview the Hoosier Heroes, the program, the national program that Hoosier Tire uh, put forward uh, just this past race season. Uh, the uh, Hoosier Champions, are, are the Hoosier Heroes are going to be uh, at the show, and I'm going to get the opportunity to uh, interview them. I know Jim Trado is going to be there as well, and uh, Jim and I will be doing some stuff together uh, from what I can understand, and I look forward to that as well. I've uh, known Jim Trado for a, a long time, and uh, but I haven't seen Jim in a long time. Uh, I listen to him all the time. Of course, he did the open-wheel broadcast last night along with uh, Ralph Shaheen on uh, Speed Sport TV. And uh, what can you say about Jim Trado? The guy is in a, a racing encyclopedia. Um, he is just amazing. You say a name and Trado's got it. Uh, he can give you history. He can tell you what the guy did last week. I don't know how Jim Trado does it, uh, but we're going to get an opportunity to not only work together, I'm going to get an opportunity to ask him some questions. Uh, he's a guy I've always looked up to as a broadcaster and uh, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of, he is another one. What you see on camera is uh, exactly what he's like when the camera goes off. Uh, Jim Trado is that guy. Uh, he is that big of a race fan as well. And uh, not everybody that's a broadcaster is actually a race fan. Uh, they're, they're just, it, it, some guys, uh, they do it for a living. 
And uh, when, you know, the, 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 the clock strikes five and it's time to go home, the last thing they want to do is talk about racing or see a race. Well, not Jim Trado. Uh, when the clock strikes five and that's the end of his day, uh, what he does is the same as what we do, and that's head to the racetrack. We've got to see the next race. Uh, we're huge race fans, and uh, that that's the way Trado is. And I look forward to working with him. If you're going to be at PRI, stop by the Hoosier Tire uh, uh, area, and that's where you're going to find me hanging out. Uh, I want to tell you who won the Snowball Derby. Uh, if you don't want to know because you're going to watch it later, close your ears for a second. How about this? Ty Majewski finally gets the job done. Uh, in second spot, the 22 car, Rosario, I think that is. Like I say, my eyes are not the world's best anymore. And in third spot, it uh, looks like Braden. So uh, there's your top three in the 56th Annual Snowball Derby. Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow, the Allen Turner 100 uh, will be up. And uh, because it got rained out yesterday, the race is going to go on Monday. And you'll be able to watch out on Racing America. Uh, it will be a barn burner. We've got a number of Canadians that are going to be in the race. And uh, they're going to put forth a dynamite effort. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but I am so excited for this next guest. And I look at the Zoom line, and presto, there's the wild man himself. we got Avery Schof. Uh He's with us. What's going on, Ave? How you doing? <laughs> Whoop. Where'd you go, Ave? Oh, you're froze. There you go. No. <laughs> uh, where, are, are you back home now? Or I'm where still, about are you there? I just finished shoveling some snow. Oh, did you? You had the shovel out. Oh, are, is this thing not working or what's happening with yeah, it? Yeah, the signal, the signal, uh, it says that the signal is weak. So I don't know where you're located, but the signal is weak. Um, I, I tell you what, Ave, uh, I've got an idea here. Um, I am going to hit our final break of the show. Uh, do you want to disconnect and reconnect? And we'll see if that clears it up. Sound like I a good plan? I will do that right now. Okay. okay. That's what we're going to do, everybody. Avery is going to slide away. We are going to cut away, uh, have our last break of the night, and then uh, we're going to spend the rest of the time with the Wild Man. That's what we're going to do. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. fans, Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Iconic Games. 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, hear it anytime with the SXM app. Just search NBA Radio. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music. Influences. Collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. 
with Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's all right. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, (laughs) there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. If you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. I want my If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and hello, Rev TV Canada, Tuesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Let's get back to the Zoom line. It looks like a dynamite connection this time. Hopefully it stays the same, uh, but it's, it's a cell, right? Uh, that's what happens. Uh, let's welcome in Avery Show from Rust Brothers and Wild Man Restorations. What's going on there, Avery? How are you doing? Well, I'm just in a small snowstorm today, so that's probably why it ain't working very good. I was out shoveling snow for about two hours, and you know what? A fat guy should never have to do that. <laughs> that's why they make <laughs> snowblowers, Avery. Well, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> my kid probably steal all the gas for it, so it wouldn't be any good anyway. And knowing you... Avery, you would have one that would have, I don't know, 500 horse to it. And it would probably chuck the snow uh, from Kamloops, I don't know, all the way out to Vancouver. Well, it's one way of cleaning the yard, eh? You make it big enough, it'll throw your stuff in the other yard. So it might work out probably pretty good. Incredible. How are things going? Uh, how was your summer? Uh, oh, I shouldn't have. The middle of the summer wasn't good. I know that. How's things been going for you? Well, you know what? Everything got all kind of back to normal here, a little bit as normal as it can get. But we had one heck of a time this summer. It was uh, it was a, some very trying times, and some people had some very, very, you know, misfortune and some hardships are going to come out of it, I do believe. Uh, tough, tough deal. Avery, for those that don't know, uh, whereabouts are you located in B.C.? I know the show takes place in Tappan. I'd never even heard of Tappan before. Uh, whereabouts are you? We are kind of sort of, I'm kind of sort of between Salmon Arm and Kamloops, British Columbia, or I'm right next to the world famous Salmon Run. Oh, right there. Okay. I, I kind of have a better idea now where that is. Uh, that, that That's beautiful country. Absolutely wonderful. A mountainous, the trees that were here before they burned, 
It was all nice. It's still pretty nice, though. Not all of them burned. Only a few of them. Now, uh, speaking of the big wildfires, I, I sort of followed along. I like following you along on uh, on Instagram. Uh, it is Avery Show uh, for real, and that's where you can find Avery. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you gotta. Uh, he's a hoot to watch on there. But Avery, you did a good job updating everybody on what was going on throughout the course of those wildfires, and that was pretty scary. Was your shop... Uh, like, was it right around your shop? Well, you could say it was, yeah, it was about 200 feet away from it. It got fairly close. It, 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 the, the whole deal was fairly interesting. The, I tell you what, our society and dear government has got some things in place that are kind of, uh, shall we say, they don't benefit everybody when something happens. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Tough, tough deal. I know uh, there was you, your son, and I believe one of your buddies, uh, the three of you, stayed back and uh, uh, basically fought the fire and made sure that things stayed back uh, from your place. And by the sounds of it, even neighbors, that's the kind of guy you are, Avery. You're helping everybody. You know, it was fairly interesting. There was It was not only me, but the whole neighborhood, you know, a bunch of us all banded together. and We took our own little area on, you know, and looked after our own little part. And, again, the way our dear government works and the way they looked after stuff is fairly uh, disheartening, I guess, would be the word. You know, you see somebody show up and you figure they're going to put a fire out, but they kind of more or less left and we had to look after it ourselves. So it's kind of, like I say, there's a bunch of controversy with it. I guess it's the new laws nowadays that everybody doesn't want to do anything for fear of liability i guess the government would rather have it all burned down and you worry about it and not get anybody involved or get a broken toenail or something out of it i don't know but it's uh it's fairly interesting we learned a lot and a lot of it wasn't good stuff we learned but again we got her done we saved quite a bit of it a bunch of stuff burned down and at the end of the day here we are Revenue Canada should be happy because we're still here to pay taxes, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, J- Justin will be happy, right? Uh, and I guess somebody's got to be. Uh, Avery, uh, watching the show, uh, I can't help but wonder, what are your roots in racing? Did you ever get involved with racing as a guy that can take a motor that is uh, non-functioning, non-usable, and somehow or another, do the magic and make that motor come back to life. Uh, did you ever get into short track racing? You know, I had a friend, Larry Mitchell, back in Fort St. John. He was right into it. And I used to help out on his pit crew and help him quite a bit throughout the years when I was living in Fort St. John. So that's kind of my introduction to it a little bit. It was, uh, it was quite enjoyable, actually. Why I never did it? Uh, at the end of the day, it was just too much work, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it it's is, right? It's a, There's a lot of work behind it. Uh, it's a commitment. It's financial. Uh, and and it, it, it does. It costs a lot of money. But uh, as, a, uh, as a wizard with an engine uh, and watching some of the shows that I, I've watched, every Rust, uh, Rust Valley show that has been on the air, uh, I've watched them all, and uh, when I look at the hit-to-pass shows uh, that were in there, uh, you and your son and uh, Mike and Connor, and uh, you guys really had a lot of fun with it, and you made it all work. You know what? 
My kid really enjoyed it. Connor really enjoyed it. Both me and Mike were both very, uh, we were like a couple of cats on a tin hot tin roof watching our kids go around in the circle fearing for their happiness and lives. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, they enjoyed themselves. They had a good time. Um, my kid did very well on the one season that we did uh, and in Penticton at the raceway. He was racing against two of his friends and won. And when he won the race, he was very, very emotional and upset that he won. Yeah, yeah, I remember think, that. He didn't think that he deserved to, want, to win. And then everybody kind of sat him down and said, hey, this is the way it is. Yeah. You know what? You may, just because you won the race, you may not be the best driver, but you did win, and that's how it happened. So probably about three days later, he accepted the fact that he won the race. Yeah, too cool. I, re- I remember that. Uh, and, and seeing his reaction after. Uh, and J.F. Lanye, uh, also uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, cast, uh, if you will, of the show. Uh, J.F., he is uh, definitely that race guy. Uh, he is entrenched in racing. He absolutely loves it. And in conversations that we've had with him, he said, Chafin's the kid, man. He knows how to drive a race car. He's good at it. You know what? In all honesty, I think he's my kid. He's the only person that's, the only person he's ever listened to is JF. He followed his rules. And you know what? He won the race, even though he bet, even though that he did beat JF and our other buddy, Kenny Baker, in the race. He was very upset about beating Kenny and JF because they're both his friends. And again, he was literally, he was literally emotional in tears about beating him. But again, they all sat him down and explained to him that's the way it worked. But again, that's what happens when you follow somebody's directions that know what they're talking about. Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say about JF, but the man is one hell of a driver. Yeah, and he was he was showing you guys on the one episode at Penticton Speedway. Of course, it was the old configuration of Penticton. Uh, today, the Seabirds. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a speed palace today. In a beautiful uh, facility, so you can't go by uh, that that episode. But in the same respect, uh, w- when I look back to that episode, um, uh, it, there was uh, you. What, what track was it that you got into that minivan and uh, took it around that course on the infield? <laughs> that was Penticton. Was I didn't hear the rules right. They said if I drove through the motorhome, I got two hundred dollars. So. <laughs> You know, I kind of wanted the money, so I drove through the van, but then they told me later that you had to win the race and then had the option of driving through it, but you know what? I'm not that good of a rule follower. It and was... Another note, our driving lessons, when we were taking them, Mike was still texting and racing at the same time. Like, he just, you know... One time he threw his cell phone out the window when he was texting and driving. We had to stop and look for his cell phone for an hour and a half. Uh, too funny. Yeah, and that's, I guess, where I was going. JF sort of had you guys in the minivan, and he was uh, trying to explain. He said, well, Avery, you've got it. Uh, Chafin, you're doing really good at it. But he was really reserved when Mike got behind the wheel. I know you all were. Well, Mike, well, Mike is Mike. We're all on our own selves, but Mike has a hell of a time listening to anybody's reactions but his own. <laughs> Too funny. Yes, hey, he was trying to text and drive at the same time. There was something happening. He had a car sale going on or something, I think. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so what did you guys do with that car? Uh, it was, a, what, an 85 Monte Carlo? It was an actual race car that you put into Hit to Pass. Do you still have that race car? You want to know something very ironic about the whole thing? Kenny needed a car. Kenny Baker, the one that my kid beat, 
Penny needed a car, and I give it to him to use on the track, and it's back on the island. Is it? It's back out there yes, running Saratoga, probably. I don't know which race. I don't know, but I tell you what, the car was very well set up, and it was a good piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, well, you can see it, uh, and the way it performed in the race. Uh, another funny part of the actual show was when you picked up that car, Chafin got in it, you guys pushed him, didn't have any brakes, and he hit the trailer perfectly. And you know what? That was not set up. That was not made up. That 100% happened. He hit that trailer. That car bounced in the air and landed almost perfect on the trailer. That wasn't a setup. That was something that actually happened. Yeah, it was amazing to see. Uh, but that shows you right there the talent that the kid has uh, taking a race car and uh, dropping it on the trailer like that. Uh, it, was, uh, it made for good television, but I could see it. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And that is a pretty cool race car. You know what? It was an excellent race car for what it was. And you know what? I had no idea that we were going to win or even come in close. And we just put it together with odds and ends and junk. Like the tires on it were all worn out old bias ply shit. And, you know, the motor was a used LS that we picked up with a two-speed power glide in it. And we just patched it together. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, he done very well. Again, listening to his a couple of his mentors there, JF, and JF, uh, the other guy that shows JF a little bit, a few driving things was there. His circle track racer, I can't remember his name. But again, somebody's got to win. I guess it was us that time. And you know what? It was pretty cool. With Avery Schof, of course, Rest Valley Restores. Uh, anybody that watches the show knows Avery uh, and Wildman Restorations. Are you still on your own? Uh, Avery, are you uh, uh, doing restorations, or what's on the burner these days? Well, we're kind of waiting. We did, we we got. There's a whole, there's a whole ten episodes in the can, or eight or ten. I'm not sure in the can. They just haven't aired yet. They've been made for probably about a year almost now, but they're supposed to come out sometime in the next couple months. So, and what we're doing? Are we continuing on? I have no idea. I don't know what we're doing. Hopefully we do continue on. We have a lot of fun doing it. And you know what? It's a great time. The people we meet, the people we see, the classic cars, people's stuff. You know, it's amazing how people let us into their world and into their lives. You know, it's uh, it's absolutely, absolutely takes your breath away. Avery, you're the real deal, though. And I got to tell you, uh, you're responsible. You and Mike are totally responsible for me. Going out after watching uh, two or three years of the show, I went out and I had to buy myself a car and I bought a 78 Corvette and started fixing it up. It's not a show car by any stretch, but I absolutely love it. And uh, I've been working on it. It was you guys that got me fired up to go do something like that, just so you know. You know, we're just a couple of hillbillies out here in the middle of nowhere, and we hear stories like this all the time. And we just sit back, and me and Mike both look at each other and go, why? You know, why? How come? Why? What for? Like, you know, it's just, you know, and it, it, it gives you a good feeling inside to have done that, I get, you know? It, it, it really does. It kind of overwhelms us sometimes. We don't know how to deal with it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of nice bringing some life back into this older stuff. Well, and you guys do it, too. Some of the restorations that you have done uh, have been simply amazing. Uh, you yourself... I look at that uh, military truck that you turned into a stage and a, uh, a rock show on wheels. 
How is that going? <laughs> Did uh, your your stepson ever get that company going? You know what? It's wintertime now, right. so we pulled the equipment out of it, and he, we've rented the equipment out to a cup to a venue in Vancouver, and they're doing uh, they're doing events and stuff with it in a building somewhere. So it's out working, and there's a few little things. We did a couple things with it this summer. It turned out absolutely wonderful. Like that void stuff we got on there is excellent equipment. It hasn't really made North, or it really hasn't made, I guess, North America yet a whole bunch. It's it's, it's a European thing, but it's really good stuff, and people are very, very happy with the sound out of it. That's cool. And the music is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, watching the transformation that you guys did, uh, taking an old military truck like that and, you know, uh, transforming it into what you did. Uh, with the stage or with the sound that rolls out the side yes. on the hydraulics and how you researched everything, found it, uh, put it all together. It was amazing. I loved watching it. You know what? That's something that I'm actually, that I take a lot of pride in. It's something I'm very good at is putting stuff like that together. And it also helps to have a good bunch of guys behind you that are actually working on it and cutting the pieces out. And over at Aqualoo Aluminum that did the job, you know, I sketched it out on a piece of paper, and they put it in the AutoCAD. I looked at it, went through it, aggravated their lives a whole bunch, told them what I wanted. And they looked at me kind of cross-eyed, and a little bit more cross-eyed. And they said, no, just go ahead and do this. It'll work. And they said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I am sure. And <laughs> throughout the course of it, we got one hell of a unit out of it. But again, the people working on it, doing the work, incredible craftsmanship at that place. Oh, yeah. And you were uh, at a race car building facility. With that uh, cab over unit that you had, I don't know what year was that cab over. That was a nine, that was a fifty six Ford, and you know what? That's probably one of the most amazing things that I've seen. You know, you go in there. We worked. I worked there quite a bit with Ryan, piddling around with that thing. And you would go into work. There'd be a flat piece of steel on the floor, and there would be one piece of material on it. You keep coming back over time, and before you know it, there was a whole car built. He bent all that stuff up. He put it all on there and built a world-class machine out of it. Yeah. Like, it, it was very, uh, very incredible to watch it being built. Like, the guy, absolutely craftsman. Yeah, and that's those, when you get a fine race car builder, uh, it's amazing the fabrication work that they can do. Uh, and it showed in the actual show. Your Manta, uh, that was another one of those uh, efforts that you... You, there was nothing of that car other than a shell when you got it. Somebody did a bunch of graffiti on it and messed it all up on you. But uh, you took that from nothing and turned it into a beautiful car. How about that? What Whatever happened to it? Well, i tell you what happened to it. I drove it, and I must be the only guy in the world that had an LS blow up. I had too much turbo boost and broke the rod in half and went sifting out through the side of the block, and there I sat. Uh, so, in the season coming up, you'll see that we were getting the gears by the local uh, constabulary here about getting rid of some of our garbage out of the yard and all of our stuff we had up. So, I ended up selling it at the auction sale. But the interesting thing about it, it went to a good home. JF bought it. Did he? Oh, man. <laughs> he, showed, he showed me a couple pictures the other day. They put a new motor in it and a few things to it. So, you know what? It went to a good home. I had a lot of time into that thing. It had Corvette suspension front and back. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, 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 the episode, I think you had to know that, it, what's it called, Merritt Speedway? Merritt? No, Mission. Mission Speedway, uh, where you brought it out and you took Mike for a rip in it. Uh, it, it looked like it was, and it sounded incredible. Uh, it would have really handled well. Uh, but that's what you do, Avery. You take stuff and uh, take something that's old and you transform it into today. You know what? It's a passion, but I tell you what, it's also, it's like having a, I don't know what you want to call it. It's every time you start into a job, you're happy about it. About halfway through, you wish you'd have did something else. But it just, I, I don't know. I get, you get liking it, I guess, the challenge after a while, and you like the aggravation, I guess. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that started the project that's happy about it when they finished it. When they're finished it, they call you're never going to do it again. Yeah. It's like that motorcycle that I did, that 1942 WL. Right. I finished that motorcycle, and I vowed that I would never, ever again for the rest of my life ever do one. So what happens? Probably about six months ago, somebody phones me and goes, hey, we got a basket case. Are you interested in it? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> Go away. You know the moral of that story? You're building it. a month it. later, it's sitting in my shop. <laughs> and it's probably built, right? Uh, you, have you got it done? You know what? It come out to probably one of the easiest, best projects I've ever done. And it turned out far beyond my greatest expectations. The bike... I think somebody had been building it for probably just about 20 years. And the interesting thing about it is it had probably about 95% new old stock original parts on it. Right. Stuff you can't even get anymore. And I put it together. I drove it for two full days. Um, and that was quite, a, quite a, an experience in itself driving that old stuff. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, when, when, when you look at stuff that's super unique, uh, I got to bring in James into this, uh, Dubs Custom. And that boat tail car that he did, what's it, it was a boat tail, wasn't it? What was it? I, you know what? I'm not sure what it was, but it definitely was a boat tail. Yeah. And it was it, a one-of-a-kind one thing. We He only had pictures of it. He had a projector. He put it on the wall. He took the size off of it. He built a plug for it. He beat all the tin over it like they did back in the olden days. Like, you know what? He's an incredible metal worker, that man. Oh, yeah. Just just amazing. You <laughs> and Mike Hall were at SEMA, at Vegas. What did you think of SEMA? Was that your first time there, or have you been? Well, what did I think about SEMA? Well, the first thing is you can give your gym membership away, because we walked him up there that I probably <laughs> lost about five pounds. Not that I needed it or not. <laughs> um, we were both in awe. There's so much stuff there that it... it it, it just overwhelms your senses. And I mean good stuff, neat stuff, all kinds of weird stuff that you only hear about. Um, we had probably one of the most wonderful times of our lives. Mike, we drove down there and drove back. Oh, did you? I, that, yeah, I guess close enough, right? So from where you guys are to Vegas, well, how, how long was well, that? Well, well, what's your definition of close? Well, it's a lot closer. To, uh, you're a lot closer to Vegas than I am. Well, 2,600 kilometers. 26, yeah, so I guess it's a trip. <laughs> yeah. Which car? What did you take? Uh, well, I took a new Chev truck. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you, Mike didn't volunteer to take you in the, uh, he drove that. He drove that rickety old, that rickety old Chevelli. Exactly, <laughs> it's not rickety. He put a brand new motor in it. He, he did a, 
it, 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 didn't, it didn't miss a beat the whole time down there. Yeah. But yeah. it was missing a few luxuries. Like, I don't think the radio worked, the heater <laughs> didn't work, and I don't think the single lights worked yet by the time I got there. So we had to do a little fixing on the way. The brake booster packed it in. So Connor put a brake booster in it down there. And you know what? He made her all the way back home and there. So, hey, that old stuff, you know what? It still runs. It runs good. I think the hardest I laughed at any episode of Rust Valley was when you guys were getting ready to go to uh, Saskatoon, I think, to take a look at that Manta. And you said, Mike, I'm not getting in this car. It stinks. You opened the headliner up and a mouse <sighs> dropped out. And the the look on your face when Mike was vacuuming up and you sort of saluted the mouse on the way up the vacuum, Avery, I died. It wasn't a mouse that dropped out. It was three of them dead (laughs) dropped out of there. They were riding right above my head for probably about three months in that car. I had three dead mice above my head about over four inches from me. Too much. Too much. It was hilarious. I could tell you that Uh, Mike or Mike. Avery, I could talk to you all night, and I know everybody uh, uh, absolutely loves the show. Uh, they, they love Avery and the guy that you are. And uh, I got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM and Rev TV. Well, told, We're at the top what, of the hour. It was absolutely wonderful talking to you. And hey, all you guys out in the audience, hey, if you're in the northern part of the country, get your snow shovels out. <laughs> <laughs> That's Avery Show. Florida. Yeah, one or the other, right? <laughs> Avery, thanks so much for the time. We genuinely appreciate it. And uh, I know I look forward to uh, getting you back on here at some point. I tell you what, my friend, it was my absolute pleasure. And hey, nice talking to you. You bet. Avery Show, right there. Uh, they don't make them much better than that guy. I'll tell you that right now. And uh, speaking with Avery before, uh, uh, off camera, said, Bud, we need to do something, and uh, we got a little plan put together, and you'll find out in January uh, it's going to be something not race-related. Uh, we got a, a little bit of a plan, and we'll sort of lay it out for you come January. Uh, but we are at the top of the hour. Got to put it back to Sirius XM. Got to remind you one last time, this coming Friday, PRI, I'll be on the main stage for Who's Your Tire, and uh, we're going to broadcast live right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, on Friday, December the 8th, from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll get you as much information as I can from the PRI show. Totally looking forward to being there with Nick Moncher and uh, Jim Trado and absolutely everybody. I know Junior Farley's going to be down there. Uh, Doug Gonder is going to be there, of course, NASCAR Canada. Uh, We'll get you the latest from PRI. Tune in on Friday on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to tell Junior to get off his butt, get his uh, household in order, and be back here. Uh, We want to see you next week here on Race Time Radio. I'll be back in the studio by Sunday, and uh, we'll be back on the air all live on Race Time Radio. Have a good, safe week, everybody, and uh, keep it tuned right here to Sirius XM and Rev TV Canada. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com.
We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 